Driscoll live. We talk jazz, utes, cougars, and Aggies, even on the weekend. Weekend! You're locked on to the Saturday show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Saturday show, 3 o'clock hour, an abbreviated 3 o'clock hour here on the Zone Sports Network. We're going to make way for Utah State basketball at the bottom of the hour. Uh, the Aggies squaring off Mountain West Conference play, by the way. How do you feel about these conferences having like a week's worth of conference play in early to mid-December? You fan? Yeah, whatever. I okay. thought it was a little odd. Like, I was watching that San Jose State game. Yeah. I was like, are they already in conference play? So, so the Big Ten did this a couple years back. Yeah. Some of these other conferences have adopted it. It's their way of, like, breaking up the monotony of non-conference uh, games where you play a bunch of dog teams. Yeah. It's still just kind of a weird feel. If you're going to – I'm actually a proponent of these leagues – I'd actually just start conference play earlier and have a smaller non-conference slate. Does that make sense? Play mm. more conference games because, guess what? As a as a as a fan of a college basketball team, I know college basketball is a separate entity. It's not necessarily as popular as it once was. But these teams that you're playing, you can dump three or four of these quote unquote buy games mm-hmm. and play more conference games. I think your fans would be just fine. Yeah, college basketball. Unless you're playing like unless Duke comes to town. Yeah. You don't. I personally, I, I'm not really a fan of any college basketball team, but because uh, I don't really like the product. Yeah. But either way, the uh, you probably are thinking more regionally anyway, Correct. and conference is more fun because you get to see more. Unlike football, where you get to see them once a week, you're seeing a lot of these teams a lot, uh, just over and over because of the amount of games. So I'm with you. Maybe they shorten the non-con and add some extra conference games. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, we'll make way for that at the bottom of the 3 o'clock, at bottom of this hour. It's not the 3 o'clock hour. We're on the 3 o'clock hour. Yeah. But Adrian, uh, you mentioned before the break, you wanted to talk a little bit about college football. Let's run everything down here. So Georgia missed a kick. It was 7 nothing. Georgia Rodrigo Blankenship, who's actually one of the best kickers in the nation. Mm-hmm. Glasses and all. I, he's got a great look as a kicker. The goggles. Yeah, the goggles. Well, he misses a kick, and then LSU punishes that missed kick by going right back down the field to make it 14 nothing. This is a game going into it. I already felt like Georgia needed to not beat themselves, and early on they have not helped their cause at all. Yeah, and a couple guys going down too over yeah. the course of this game. So we'll see if they can hang tough. They have the ball back. They're right around midfield with a second and short. So we'll keep you posted on what's going on there. Um, Weber State in, their, in the second round, but their first game of the FCS playoffs. They have uh, gained the lead, Jake. They are up 26-17. They have the ball. They're having a strong third quarter already of 14 points on the board. Uh, Kennesaw State, 215 yards on the ground, but they are a triple option team. Yeah. Uh, their quarterback has completed one pass nice. of three attempts, but it was a touchdown. Okay. But uh, Jake Constantine having a nice game as uh, Weber State is looking to extend it. Uh, Kennesaw State has the ball. Jake Constantine, uh, 164 yards and a touchdown. And uh, they're, they're playing well. Hopefully they can hold on and move on to the next round. Yeah, this Weber State team, the number three overall seed, they've been lights out all year long. Yep. I'd like to see them make it at least, I, I would hope, to see them in Frisco where the national championship is played down there in Frisco, Texas. But there's still a ways to go there. they got to take care of business here. So we'll we'll make sure to update you on that. A couple other scores for you. Boise State and Hawaii, it's a 3-3 ball game in there in Boise. I think kind of the antithesis of what most of us yep. thought this game would be. 
Uh, and then also Cincinnati is up 13-10 to 10 on Memphis. A yes. tight game there. Rematch of last week. Yeah, American. Eight days ago. Yes, exactly. Cincinnati and Memphis played eight days ago. Now they switched locations. A little bit of a home and home. Yeah. Kind of fun, actually. You don't hear about that a lot. It's pretty funny. Because most yeah. conferences don't host the own their own conference title games. Yeah. So, but uh, should be a good one. Both of those teams considered, well, maybe more Memphis considered to be the team in the driver's seat for the um, G5 invite, invite to mm-hmm. the uh, New Year's Six Bowl games. So it looks like Memphis, if Memphis struggles here, Boise State might find their way back into that conversation. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how... Utah, would, Boise State in the Cotton Bowl? That'd be kind of fun. Like, let's be honest, the, the, the Broncos are a pretty proud program, and that'd be fun to see them face off against the Utes, but we'll see what happens there. If you didn't see it earlier, um not Oregon. Oklahoma won the Big 12 title with an overtime victory over Baylor. Yep, and uh, just kind of the game that Utah needed to happen. Yeah. For like it was a low scoring game, 30 to 23, but it was only 23 all at the end of the game. Utah that would have been the kind of game they would have liked if they had come out to beat Oregon, which we talked about earlier in the show, did not happen. And uh, congratulations to Lane Kiffin. Uh, his FAU Owls beat UAB for the Conference USA title, just went final. Uh, that gives Lane Kiffin a $10,000 bonus. Uh, according to Steve Berkowitz on Twitter, he says he has received $40,000 in bonus money this year. And according to reports last night, Lane Kiffin is headed to Ole Miss. Back to the SEC. Oh. I think that's going to be a good fit for him, but we'll see. He yeah. kind of has struggled when he's had – he can clearly coach because he – got FAU to where they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had a really good run at FAU for sure. Um, but I wonder how he's going to do at Ole Miss because the SEC, they are not exactly patient. Um, he's also not really remembered fondly in that conference for his time at Tennessee. So, yeah. And a lot of a uh, lot of jobs up for grabs right now. Yeah, there are I think we were up to there were 14 changes so far uh, in terms of this offseason. Obviously with the coaching carousel how it goes, you expect a few more to open up just with other coaches taking other jobs. FAU yeah. obviously is going to open up um, with Lane Kiffin moving on, but it's always an interesting time. Right now, let's see Arkansas, Boston College, mm-hmm. Colorado State, Florida State, Fresno State, Missouri, New Mexico, Old, Old Dominion, Ole Miss has just been taken. UNLV, USF, and San Antonio, UTSA. And I echo Hans Olsen's tweet yesterday. You can follow him at 97.5 Hans. More than one local coach could be up for some of those openings, especially in the Mountain West. Yeah, why would you not? If, you are a, if you're Colorado State, Fresno State, New Mexico, UNLV, minimum, if you're those even four UTSA, teams, even UTSA, yeah. why would you not look in the state of Utah? for someone to coach that team your team especially at the university of utah yep but there are a lot of great assistants and jay hill is a great fcs head coach who i believe would do great things at the fbs level well you've got guys like ed lamb on byu staff who has had great success at the fcs level in his own right who could be up up for one of these lower level uh mountain west g5 jobs so keep your eye out for that of course we'll have we'll break it for you here on the zone as we always do so adrian before we go on today's show you did want to talk some nfl football we had two big time games this weekend and i'm talking two falcons panthers yeah falcons panthers hey there we go with the fired ron rivera no longer leading the panthers yep yep yep. no that we've got new orleans and san francisco in one game two ten and two teams squaring off in nolens that should be an interesting game there. I, I The Niners have been on the road for two weeks. They didn't travel back to San Francisco after losing in Baltimore last week. They actually went down to the IMG Academy in Florida. Oh, okay. Out there for a week. Very cool. Yeah. I don't think the Saints are good. At 10-2? and two? No. I, I, 
Are they nine and three or ten and two? Hear me out. Drew Brees can't throw deep anymore. Okay. All he's got is these underneath little crossing routes. Alvin Kamara has not been the same guy this year. He has Michael Thomas, though. Yeah, but outside of Michael Thomas, who does he have? Well, um, I mean, that's what happens with aging quarterbacks. But also remember, Peyton Manning couldn't throw a ball more than six inches and won a Super Bowl. So you've got... He had you, another worldly defense on. Yes, he yeah. did. So if you can find ways to win. But I, I agree with you. Drew is definitely on the way down. Like, yeah. he is old. But it seems like they've got enough built into that team. I to, just... I, I don't... Obviously, they're good. I just don't know if they can keep up with a team like the San Francisco 49ers. Huge, uh, and to your point, a huge task because they have played. These are their last, I want to say like five opponents, but you go even further back. Yeah. I mean, they got they went Bucks, Jags, Bears, Cardinals, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. So not like they're playing the cream of the crop in the NFL yeah. right now, to Eric's point, is we don't really know necessarily how good they are. There's these matchups that happen all throughout the year in the NFL mm-hmm. when you really find out what a team is. Yeah. For your Niners, it's this week. For the Saints, it's the Niners. Yeah. Uh, for As a Vikings fan, it was last weekend. Against, it was on Monday night against the Seahawks, and they fell flat on their face. And you think, oh, they've been playing really well. Let's see what they do against a team that legitimately in the Seahawks, I think, could be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. The Vikings go in there and just get walloped. Yeah. And so you, you look at those matchups, and they're, or like even the, the Chiefs, who are 8 and 4, looking good in there, but not as good as maybe we thought. Mm-hmm. They go in and they beat. This is a big litmus test for the Patriots, who haven't looked great. No. Tom Brady, another guy who might be, it might be over for that guy. He's had so much success, and I hate watching legends go down. Yeah. Most people are, it's the same we talked about earlier. People hate the Patriots and Tom Brady they've because won for too long. Because they've, yeah, what a problem to have. The but anyway. Patriots, I feel like the Patriots are different, though. Like, the Patriots are the one team that I feel like when I wake up February 2nd or whatever it is, I trust more than anything in the world that the Patriots are going to be the team in the Super this, Bowl until I see otherwise. That's true. you got to yeah. wait for somebody to beat somebody. But this year, though, they do not look like the same team. Yeah. So you mentioned the, you, these but games. But for the Chiefs, it's big for them because yeah. they've kind of been – I want I don't want to say 8-4 and four is a disappointment, but for yeah. the Chiefs, it might be. Yeah, so yeah. the Chiefs are going to New England. That's another big game here. The one game that you mentioned, Adrian, you, these, these games that kind of teach you about teams, That there's one game tomorrow that I think is flying under the radar. Ravens at the Bills. I think mm. Buffalo is underrated this year. Josh Allen is quietly pretty- having a nine and three year, yeah. and then kind of I think a lot of us learned who the Bills were on Thanksgiving when yes. you watch it. Not that the Cowboys have been good, no, but, but you don't get to watch them. a lot of Bills games. Yes. And they out them. in this side of the country, yeah, they smacked them. I want to see if Lamar Jackson and what he's doing because he's the front runner for the NFL MVP right now. There's for no sure. doubt about that. I just want to see if the Ravens can take that on the road to a bad weather climate like Buffalo and play against what is a pretty stingy Bills team. And you, you see people doing flaming choke slams through tables, and <laughs> hey, that, that leave the Bills mafia that alone. is intimidating. But I mean, it's funny to look back on some of these schedules because yeah. the Bills, yes, nine and three. Cowboys, Broncos, Dolphins, Browns, Redskins are the last five teams they've played. So, So, like, who have they played? And the Ravens have proven they can be good teams. So, big litmus test for the Bills this weekend. And the funny thing is, with the Bills, we could see them coming up here. 
in the final weeks of the season, they could be playing for the AFC East title. to rested right. away from the Patriots because the Patriots lost control last week with their loss. So this NFL season, number of 10-2 and two teams here, I feel like Baltimore is very much the hot hand right now. What? And by the way, if anybody has a dual-threat quarterback they want to have break out, Call Greg Roman. Give him a call. He's the offensive right. coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. He's doing great things with Lamar Jackson. Previously, yep. he made um, who was the Bills quarterback for a while there from Virginia Tech that had a breakout campaign. EJ Manuel? Not EJ Manuel. He's from Virginia Tech. Oh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. He made Tyrod Taylor look like a viable NFL starter. And guess what? Even further back, yep. he made Colin Kaepernick in the 49ers as dangerous as anybody has been in some time. Speaking of Tyrod Taylor, one sneaky kind of big storyline to keep your eye on this weekend. Philip Rivers was nearly benched last week, and hey. the leash is apparently really short in San Diego right now. Oh. Is uh, Tyrod his backup me, there? Los Angeles. Is yes, Ty- Tyrod's the backup. Chargers at Jags. Gardner Minshew, Tyrod Taylor. Is that the Week 13 matchup you thought you'd be seeing? No. Honestly. Maybe to not. be clear, Rivers hasn't been pulled yet, but He's the been reports close. are that it's getting close. Yeah. What do you think of this season so far in the NFL? I I've actually thought it's been a very good season. I've I know enjoyed it. There's some people who say it hasn't been like their kind of season, but I, I've thought it's been a pretty good season other than how terrible I feel about the Vikings at all times. But <laughs> it seems like the AFC seems like is more up for grabs as far as playoffs mm-hmm. than the NFC, um, especially if the... Uh, the the Rams go down this weekend. They're kind of still in they're, the hunt. They're ho- they're hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, so and go if Seahawks. If the, if the Rams want to re-energize their season, they need to upset Seattle. But Seattle's ten and two as well. They're right up there at the top two. Rams got to win out if they want any chance. Yeah. But yeah. Todd Gurley is getting healthy and looking like the odd the old Todd Gurley over the past two or three weeks. And the NFC is kind of this is another year your ultimate example of a team of a uh, of maybe restructuring how the playoffs look. Uh, because the Dallas Cowboys are six and seven, and they're going to get to host a Niners, Seahawks, there or Vikings a, there in a, the first round. There is a chance, Adrian, that the Washington Redskins could win the NFC East. Have you seen this? There is there is a ch- there, that's what I'm saying. There the is NFC. a mathematical possibility that the NFC East, which is a it's clown so car for small children, six and seven, um, five and seven, three and nine, two and ten, the records in the NFC. Yeah, it's so bad. That's you might have a you have an argument this year for the restructuring thing. It'll never happen. The NFL loves the fact that the division winner mm-hmm. gets to host that first playoff game, which I suppose I understand. But there should be uh, circumstances in which a team doesn't get to host, especially your. I mean, the Cowboys could be sub five hundred, or the the or Washington or Philadelphia could be sub five hundred hosting a playoff uh-huh. game. Yeah, um, which is to me, what what when was it? It was the was it the Cardinals who hosted the Panthers a few years back. Yes. I want to say yeah, correct. And yeah. the Cardinals were like. Thirteen and three, I believe. And the Panthers were, and then the Cardinals were like it was a seven and nine. Seven and nine Cardinals were right. hosting the thirteen and three Panthers, something like that. I believe you are correct, but, but it may have been flipped. But it was, I, uh, it, it's not a great look, I don't think. Yeah, this season as a whole so far has actually been quite a bit of fun because yeah, there's there are there are a lot of teams atop right now. The top records, there's five teams with ten and two records right now. There's a lot of parity near the top of these conferences, and you're still looking at eight and four teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a little bit of a lull because of Patrick Mahomes and the injury that he suffered. By the way, the fact that he is still playing after dislocating his kneecap is just 
beyond me. Like, I'm impressed that he's still out there. And he's looked okay. That yes. Raiders game aside, where he, I mm-hmm. know he only threw for 172 yards last yeah. week, but the week before, he lit up the Titans even though they mm-hmm. lost. Yeah. yeah. So you have eight and four teams like that. Your Vikings are still very much alive in this. The Chicago Bears all of a sudden look like they have life again, which is weird because we all left them for dead. But this season... There's a lot of parity, I feel like, in the NFL, and a lot of teams are still dangerous despite maybe some lackluster records. But the top teams, we're talking the Ravens, the Saints, the Seahawks, 49ers, and the Patriots, all have a lot of good things going for them. I do wonder which of those teams at the top here are going to fall off in the final few weeks. I have, and to your point, I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite. There's not. In the, in right the now, league. I think right now, you give it to Baltimore. You give it to Baltimore as the favorite, but yeah. I don't. They're good, no doubt about it. And the Niners are good, but I don't like right now I wouldn't say this is the Super Bowl favorite. No. You'd probably give it to the the Ravens, but because they're very good. But I, I could see anybody beating anybody. Well yeah. Especially in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of a sudden your second round you could have the Chiefs, Ravens, Patriots, Texans. Any of those teams can go out and win that game. The so a- the AFC is wide open. Yeah. A nine and seven team could realistically make the wild card in the AFC. And then the NFC is fascinating. The Seahawks, all of a sudden they win one game and the Niners lose one game in one week and the Niners get booted out of there and they're down to the fifth seed in the NFC. The You got the Saints. They're not going to come close to losing that division. They've already clinched their already division. They've already clinched it, yeah. And uh, the Packers, a quiet nine and three year. Mm-hmm. Not hearing a lot about them, but they go about their business and they keep winning and keep ruining my life. And so beware of Aaron Rodgers in December and January. Yeah, and the and the NFC the West NFC West runner up could go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, probably. So and they would have to go on the road, but that's a t- that's tough tough road to hoe there too. So it's interesting stuff in the NFL. I think it's been a pretty good season and really high quality play. Even though at the beginning of the year it was like all these players are getting hurt and all these quarterbacks are dropping off oh, the there's map. There's been plenty of injuries. There's been sure. plenty of injuries, but it seems like it's recovered and it's been a pretty good product as far as football goes. Yeah, so it, it will be interesting to watch what happens the rest of the way here because I feel like teams like Buffalo, a lot of people look at them and say that's a fraud of a team at nine and three. But seeing what they did on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys makes you think eh, they're maybe not as big of a fraud as people may have made. You get to nine be. and three, you're pretty good. Yeah, like that's just. Yeah, but then you also have Pittsburgh. They started out awful this season. Yeah. Duck, by the way, Duck Hodges, Devlin Hodges. He's good. He's turned actually quite a fine as an undrafted free agent as a backup quarterback there. Quite the fine for Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, and they've, they've clawed their way back into it. That defense, I know for the 49ers get a lot of love, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best defense in well, the NFL. The Steelers, they, they've traditionally had the best defenses in the NFL. That's just a tradition in Pittsburgh. So it's not all that surprising. The fun part is we have four games to go this season. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of talent at the top. You have a lot of, in that kind of that middle pack, a lot of dangerous teams. And it will be interesting to see, yeah, okay, which teams have critical losses here that force them, yeah, potentially to open the playoffs on the road is maybe a you've won two or three more games in the regular season but you have to go on the road to somebody who's pretty yep. dangerous yeah it should be the opening round is gonna be really interesting for some of the teams that have to host especially in the nfc uh ron rivera fired where does he end up as a special consultant before the end of the season <laughs> um i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick uh norland yeah i think he's a, that's just so natural right for him to just yeah. be hired on as a con- offensive consultant for yeah. the sean, sean payton's gonna and then he's gonna be, be defensive or defensive and then he ends up as the bears head coach or something that let's put it this way with ron, cam newton ron rivera is a great coach yeah. he's proven that he led a team to the super bowl there in carolina he ain't gonna be out of the job for long 
Uh, and he's, you he's lose seems, a starting quarterback and you lose your gig. That he, seems a little. He seems to be, and he seems actually truly seems to be one of the gentlemen, one of the good guys in in NFL football. We all can think back. And by the way, Steve Belichick sounding exactly like his like dad his is dad. freaking geeky. By the way, that's terrifying. That Do you have any special memories of your dad? Oh, I'm going to keep those private. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was weird. I but have some but, but a guy like Ron Rivera, he seems like the salt of the earth type of a guy. Uh-huh. He loves what he's doing, and I'm expecting he'll be back in a job soon. And but, one of the only coaches in that division to win the division back to back to back times. Oh, there you go. Sweet. Yeah. So biggest surprise so far, or disappointment, or surprising biggest, dis- biggest surprise for me me is, is Baltimore. Surprising disappointment. Surprise Baltimore. Yeah. Well, they've won eight in a row and Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson's a different that he's different than what we've seen from the Tyrod Taylors and the Colin Kaepernick's. He has a legitimate um, NFL quarterback mm-hmm. mindset. He just happens to have otherworldly athletic talent to go with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised at kind of the build success that you were yeah. talking about earlier and also the Browns being not good. Yeah, that well, would be my biggest disappointment. I thought the Browns were going to be – I didn't think they were going to be the Super Bowl pick, but it, I, I, Freddie Kitchens might not be the guy for the job. I know Baker gets all the hate because he's Baker Mayfield and people don't like him, but I, it seems like they're being let down by coaching And far their more. offensive line is off. Yeah. PSA to Cleveland, if you want a good head coach, there's one on the market all of a sudden, High Rod Rivera. Just that would that'd that, make sense. That actually would not be a terrible make, pickup for make, them. Make a phone call. And, uh, you know, I, I think – Personally, I think Baker Mayfield's pretty good. I think the comparisons to him and uh, Johnny Manziel are completely foolish. But anyway, NFL's fun. We'll be talking about it the rest of the way down the road. And also, that's going to do it for us here on the Saturday show. We're going to make way for Utah State basketball as they are taking on Fresno Fresno State tonight. One of those open college football gates. But anyway, that'll Scotty G is on the call with you next here on the Zone Sports Network. For Jake Hatch, Eric Behind the Glass, I'm Adrian Lizer. We'll talk to you next week. I'll be down at Stockton 12 Honda. So come by and check us out. We'll be down there all, all day long. So that'll do it for us here on the Zone Sports Network. Utah State basketball coming up next here on the Zone.